Hello, and welcome to Captive Audience. I'm your host, Kelly. This is a pre-recorded message before we start your podcast. Long story short, this is an In the Heights movie podcast. The podcast was running to be about two hours, and so I wanted to split it up. And luckily, we got the split right at the discussions of around production. So I decided it would be a good place to chop it off there. However, you will be thrown right into the conversation. So I just wanted to record this little thing beforehand. Please check out the description for a list of all of the guests as well as their social medias. And you can check out the show notes to look at any articles that we talked about or anything that we mentioned. Um, After I post the podcast, I usually go through and pick out all of the links and put it on a blog post and then attach it to the episode. So please look forward to that. But I've rambled on enough, and so I will direct you right into the rest of the podcast. I hope you enjoy. Let's do a little chat about the production. I still still kind of want to do like what was everybody's favorite and what was everyone's least favorite of the production. Uh, I think we all know it. Jacob's least favorite production piece was does anybody remember the first order we went in so we can go backward or no I'm just gonna I'm just gonna go and then I'm just gonna popcorn we'll do backward but it's gonna be because I know I went last so I'll go first uh my favorite part of the production was literally goes hand in hand with the other thing which was the conceptualization of all of the scenes um I also uh was a sucker specifically for the textile design and I say that because I went to a school that was like focused on textile Gabby uh, knows. Uh, we were originally, before we were Philly U, before we were Jefferson, we were the, the Philadelphia School of Textile and Design or something. So when Abuela like held up the napkins and was like, this like is like special embroidery. I was like, I sort of get what you're saying. Textile design is really interesting um, to me. And my other favorite part was just the callback to the bridge was so, I did, I'm corny. I loved it though. I, the scene where they're singing, like went, like my favorite song production wise was definitely when the sun goes down, uh, but also was when you're home, which is my uh, unbiased. That is my favorite song in the musical. Um, and like seeing Washington Heights, like they got it right. They like walked all through Washington Heights. And then they went up to that like last scene uh, and um the just that view of the of the bridge like that is actually literally I drew the cover for the uh, affirmative reaction and that was like what I had in my head when I was drawing that um because it's just like it's so spectacular a shot I have a lot of things production wise about this movie um but I'm gonna popcorn to Jacob oh did I say my least favorite thing I didn't (laughs) oh my least favorite thing is that they didn't address the textile stuff like they addressed it in the way that it was culturally significant and I really liked it but they never really did a through line of it Um, I really wanted Vanessa to talk about why she liked, like, I think that they really made a misstep. Like they talked about the fashion, they talked about the embroidery, but they never went into textiles, which is something like very tangible that they could have talked about um, with Vanessa's fashion, which I'm sure goes into Jacob's point about what he didn't, maybe one of the things he maybe didn't like about the production. Uh, But I wish they would have like put that, I kind of wish that in the end, Vanessa had like talked about like, you know, not like I found, <laughs> I also found Abuela's napkin, like her embroidered napkins on the ground. And I decided to put those into clothes. I just wish it was about 
that. Like the collection that she made seemed to be streetwear and also like based on like the rags and the ribbons that she found in the garbage. Um, but I also, I, or the tape, I think during the blackout scene, the pink ribbon, I would have really liked if she had used like the napkins in a way and there had been more actual like textile design throughout the movie and that she could have like taken like hints from and she could have been like oh like this embroidery matches this color that I see in nature around the neighborhood so I'm going to take those two things and I'm going to put them together and it represents both my culture and home which is here Washington Heights um that was missed <laughs> it was a missed opportunity because they kept calling to textiles and things as to represent culture um anyway I have a that was my rant on that uh Jacob go ahead yeah, so my favorite part of the production design goes into my favorite part of the show, Pacencia y Fe. So they shot in this very specific abandoned. Don't make fun of me. You know, I talk with my hands. <laughs> Annika was copying me. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> so like that, specifically in that scene, like the, the, the long tunnel with all of the graffiti. And I was reading up on it and people who like live in that area. <laughs> usually say like that area is actually pretty scary in real life so they appreciated like how beautiful it was made and presented in the movie and I feel just like the like the way of like it being a long tunnel with a light at the end it just worked it just worked so good for that sequence um and of course as we know my least favorite part is Vanessa's fashion because like if I was Usnavi and I walked in and like that was what was presented to me I would not be staying, baby, with, <laughs> if that was presented. Her designs looks like H&M fast fashion. Even like the, <laughs> the graffiti rags were barely incorporated into all of the designs. And it was just like, her thing is like, she takes like trash and makes it into high fashion. Like that's what it's supposed to be. And I've seen designers, especially like drag queens, take trash and do like what they call trash couture so like I've seen like that be done of like taking something you wouldn't expect that comes out of a dumpster and making it into something that you could see on the runway so like when so I was just like surprised to see that it looked like a basic collection you could see at forever 21 or H&M so I was just like I was like you have and like the costume design in the show is good like <laughs> so I was just like I don't know why Vanessa's fashion was not hitting for me but it, it didn't so costume designer production designer set dresser and uh i think those are the ones who i looked up are all white just by the way all of them are white cool now that we got that out of the way gabby would you like to go next yes um like i mentioned before when the sun goes down was one of my favorite scenes i think a big part of why i liked it and a big part of what i liked a lot of the scenes in the movie was the lighting the lighting in a lot of the scenes like the club scene was so good they really captured like the chaos of the club blackout was cool i think they were able to capture the like feel of every song very well and i thought that was pretty strong in terms of production i think one of my least favorite parts were the ways scenes were cut up sometimes where there was a lot going on i think blackout specifically like Blackout is like one of my favorite songs from the musical. So I was really excited to see what they do with it. But there was a lot of dialogue that was kind of thrown into it that chopped up the song 
like a lot and it chopped up the scene a lot that can made it kind of hard to focus on what's going on and I'm not sure if that was the intention but I get I see that being an issue in a lot of different parts of the show but or the movie but yeah the lighting the choreography I think was my favorite part of the production yeah I mean I I shaded this a little bit earlier in the podcast and I I'm sorry but my but truly my favorite thing interestingly enough even though one big detail was overlooked um my favorite part of the movie was the attention to detail um and the honesty to detail i think there's uh let's see there's an article that i will link to kelly for show notes um that's about the cinematography and like the production of the movie um and part of what they always said was that location took precedence over convenience so the reason that they shot so much on location and like the reason that they really like they they used so many actual places was because they wanted the authenticity um and they wanted the little details i think there's an there's another there's another article that i will try to find about uh oh yes uh about john chu specifically trying to build the bodega um and he was like none of these bodegas had what i wanted like i went to the new york public library and found this like very specific type of bodega awning that i wanted and we found this bodega and we weathered the the shelving and they like made sure that they were like taking all of these little like you know all the items that would be in a bodega all the homemade stuff you know the jamaica in like wrapped like cellophane i like cried when i saw that like it's i hate to say like little details to make them see that we're not invisible but like truly kiara coming on as a producer to say like i want this specificity of detail which again funny that they wanted so much detail in these ways but black people are not a detail anyway but truly my favorite part of the movie was the detail the intense detail like obviously it's so funny on like seeing on twitter everybody has something different that made them cry like the, that they saw in the production of it specifically it for me it was the 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 i, I said hamica i meant jicama um the jicama in the cellophane like i was like oh my god um someone was someone said like one of the dishes at Abuela's dinner made me cry because that's the thing that we always made. Someone was like, the salchicha con huevo like made me cry because like, I like, you know, I make salchicha con huevo. Someone, someone was like, how tiny that kitchen was in the opening number when the little girl's on the counter and her mom's doing her hair. Like, I have not seen one person say the same thing about a production element detail that they saw that, that like resonated with them. So that by far was my favorite part of the production was how much they really cared about being authentic with the world, like the world building, the detail, the props, the set, everything, the, the lighting. Yeah, the club's fucking dark. Like, <laughs> a club is dark. Like, you're, it's not nicely lit. You can't see shit in there. Um, so, and in an, in, in an old apartment, the lighting's not good. You got one big light in the middle of the, di the dining room and everything else is dark. Um, so that was, yeah, that was really what I loved the most about the production of the movie. My least favorite part was actually part of when the sun goes down <laughs> and when you're home. Uh, just not those parts, but like any of the fantastical elements that were incorporated were not earned. The little drawing bits at the beginning of 96,000, what was that? That didn't show up ever again. I wanted Vanessa, if you're gonna, listen to me. I'm sorry, this is my very passionate moment. Those big old colorful things that fell down during It Won't Be Long Now, okay, fine but she says she she hits her big note she says i'm gonna fly she's not gonna fly you're gonna you're gonna let them walk sideways on a building but when she says i'm gonna fly she's not gonna fly what 
just make her fly. Like, it feels like they half-assed all of these, like, sort of semi-magical realism moments. Like, I wanted, I wanted the cloth to take her up. I wanted a whole new world. I wanted Disney's Aladdin. Like, are we, if we're gonna do this, let's do it. And it's like, those, of course, the musical numbers were the moment to be magical. And we just didn't make a choice about what, what world the musical numbers lived in. Because we get a sideways building, but then also, and we get Paciencia y Fe, but then also, like, those aren't, those aren't, those are singular, right? We don't see people defy gravity any other place in the show except when the sun goes down. We don't see this sort of, like, I mean, Paciencia y Fe was the only one that I felt was earned because she was literally in bed, like, in her own mind. But, like, yeah, all these little magical moments didn't, didn't track. They didn't fully flesh them out. If you want to create like a visual through line or like vocabulary for what the musical numbers are going to be versus the non-musical numbers, obviously the non-musical numbers can't live in a, in a real, in a magical realism space unless you want them to, unless you want them to, but it just wasn't clear. Um, so that was the part that frustrated me the most. I hated that the climax of I'm going to fly is her booking it down the street, like arms waving, just fly girl damn like i when the sun goes down was very cute i appreciated like the little old hollywood mentions like shout outs like the over the busby berkeley shot of vanessa in the is that who it is yeah i think the busby berkeley was the famous cinematographer who did that overhead the overhead shot of vanessa in the pool noodle or the pool floaty um very old this hollywood is great. i don't have to look this up for show notes at all it's giving me names <laughs> this is fine. i think it's Keep in going. that article i sent you i think it is in that article but like yeah the old hollywood callouts obviously when the sun goes down was a very like singing in the rain sort of like old hollywood dance number um that was very cool so yeah my my That's favorite part was the it def it's, definitely it's a reference to something. to something i don't know what it is it has to be a gene kelly movie american in paris maybe feels like it would be american in paris yeah so my favorite part was the the authenticity and my least favorite part was the moments that they chose to not fully lean into magical realism I think that's really interesting that you bring that up because I actually have a counterpoint to that. I really thought that the, because what you're saying that the problem with musical theater being translated into movie is there is a lot more show than tell um, because like you can have these close-ups and that's like why like the details are, are great for movies and do not translate um, unless you're doing like some a VR experience in theater, which is like something that like I'm getting into and like learning about and like the translations of digital um, and uh, digital theater is you can do that kind of stuff or you can have those details, level of details. <clears throat> but one of the things while I was watching it a third time and it's arguable that it's not, you know, a whole conversation on like first watch versus third watch versus 500th watch if things should be readable on the first watch you know that kind of thing um I always thought that they were trying to ramp people up in the realism factor to when the sun go uh when the sun goes down I would argue when the sun goes down should not be that moment you could also argue that the finale is the moment of disbelief with uh, Usnavi and being like, oh, we're not on a beach. JK. Um, also, Little Green Crab, the touch with the Little Green Crab, which is like the second frame of the movie. Uh, the lime green crab that like goes like skittering across the screen. You're like, ha, that's a funny green crab. And then like at the end, Sonny's like, this is my crab and he's worth thousands of dollars. <laughs> that's a great call. That is a great, that is, it really got me because I was like, oh, that's a crab. Um, but I think that like the way that each, if you look at each musical number and the level of fantastical that they are, they ramp up 
to that last reveal. You have um, in the beginning, you have the beginning scene where they're just kind of like walking around and he's just, they're singing and everybody's singing. And that's basically the most that happens in the fantastical version of it. Um, and then you have a song like Nomadiga. And this is um, where I first saw it was the first, I'm so sorry, did I pronounce that? Yeah, with the heads, with the wigs, with the wig turns is the first fantastical thing that we see are those wigs turning because um, the dispatch um, in, in Breed, we're introduced to not any fantastical element. It's just Nina seeing herself as a child. Um, and that's a theme that goes throughout the show. Um, and then you see, and uh, yeah, uh, Nomadiga is, is before Vanessa's song in this version. So the most fantastical, the first fantastical thing you see is just like a wig move. And then the dancers, of course, mimic that head movement in their choreography. Um, and then the most the the most fantastical thing you, you see after that is um, Vanessa running. Um, and you know my argument to why she's not flying and like why the it's the the first really like you could you could argue you would miss the head turns in Nomadiga. And so the first time that she starts going like running down the street, like I don't see her flying because I think that would be too soon and I think it's also a commentary on like how she's like not flying <laughs> anytime soon because she feels so trapped to the neighborhood um and like how she wishes she could be kind of like the streamers of colorful fabric which is a beautiful sequence in the cinematography wise but I can totally see why it's weird and then after that you go to you have uh, the club, you have uh, when you're home, which is Nina seeing a lot more of like people like being there, but not being there. There's a lot of movement with that one. You have the hopscotch moment, which is like a little bit fantastical, but still in realism. Um, and then you have the, and then you have Abuela's like, you know, you could still, you could still argue is, is kind of realism, except like when people like change their outfits. Um, and she's still on a subway. That's realistic. A subway in rain. That's realistic. A subway in, in, in the snow. That's realistic. All at the same time, it's not, but it's still something that we see in real life. Um, and then when we get to, I'm going to skip ahead. When we get to the, when the sun goes down, that's like when we're like dancing on buildings. And then the last part where the finale is happening is when we get the big uh, suspension of disbelief. Musnavi has been in the bodega the entire time telling this story to his kids. Um, and then you have the beautiful uh, hydrant uh, scene uh, where they, the hydrants go in and off and I'm crying. Um, and so I always thought that like the, what they were trying to do was like ramp up to, a, to, to that moment or ramp up the suspension of disbelief. Cause I think that that's one of the biggest problems people have with musicals in general, but also movie musicals, because the people who watch movies, I don't know, can spend their disbelief for space, but like can't when people start singing. I don't know. It's really stupid. Like, I'm like, yeah, like totally like in Transformers, uh, what's his face comes down from space and he's a robot. <laughs> and also this other man is coming down from space and he's a robot and we're all okay with them destroying the earth. Um, but somebody bursts into song and uh, we're incorrect for that one. Who knows? Um, I hate people who say they hate musicals. I'm just like, I, I hate you on principle. Um, but uh, I always thought that that was a really interesting 
like I, that's like how I saw it production wise. And like, that's how I would do it. Like, or, and I would do it, I don't know, better. I would do it better. So people would maybe realize it and see it, but, um, and I don't know, I'm not saying that that's what they did. That's what my interpretation was. Um, but like, I agree with you, Annika, like that, like, if you're going to do stuff, like you need to do it like full out. But like, I think there would, if I was designing it, that would be my reason for why she doesn't fly at that moment full grease style um <laughs> but that is my lengthy, was, lengthy explanation of like the production design i was also mad that we didn't get the big button um to when you're home so my oh, roommate yeah. has my roommate has told me that maybe i just want theatrical buttons um and maybe there can't be theatrical buttons in movies and that's okay but i uh i sometimes i need visuals and music to match so that's just me that's just me and my little theater brain i understand i'm biased i'm so mad that we lost that moment and she's like you need to calm down so maybe i need to calm down about that but she said i'm home and i was like no i'm home i wanted it so much on top of the rock in front of the gwb see this oh yeah like it definitely like it matched the moment for them to end it like that and i don't know yeah but i didn't want it (laughs) no no no. i mean like i'm saying like it matched the moment oh yeah 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 where they're like right in front it's very dramatic they're like in front i was like why aren't you singing in duet like why are you not doing the duet Uh, that is the end of the song what's wrong (laughs) what's wrong what happened she like takes a pause and i'm like this pause is too long like why are we doing why are we doing this um anyway jacob (laughs) i also wanted that that long note at the end i just and i get it i get it like i've seen interviews um of the show where like they said like specifically some of the more like bombastic musical moments they toned down just because like they themselves felt like it works when you're on a theatrical stage, but it's not gonna work uh, in a movie. Like specifically like, Galo, it was much quieter and like softer, more introspective in the movie. But I'm just like, I don't care about that. Like we, like you said, we have people dancing on the side of buildings. We have literally all this fantastical stuff. Give us a Broadway belt in this bitch. <laughs> like go through and give us it. We want the notes. Yeah, I think I'm, I'm realizing as I go into like digital theater in a really weird way is also film sometimes. I don't really know. The one show that I'm doing that's like super VR heavy is like first person, um, which is a really weird way to look at theater because you're like, it's like first person and people are like, what? And I'm like, it's like you have a VR headset on except like it's a mouse and you can do whatever. But I think that, yeah, I think that like, you know, I, the other music movie musical I really enjoy is Rent and I feel and that is a such a hot take every time I say it and I totally understand the reasons why it's terrible to other people but the fact that I got to see the original cast kind of makes me a little happy um but like I mean because like you know Rent is great the song Rent when they're all throwing fire out the window for no reason they're just throwing fire um uh, lighting their bills on fire and throwing them out the window, which seems like a fire hazard. Um, but it's a, it's a, like a rock star moment. I remember I've watched the commentary to that so many times. Uh, and I think that like, I think in the Heights does get that successfully. I don't know if there are many, I like a, maybe, I don't know if I, it's maybe I can't stretch my imagination to what the thing, like, 
like I okay I have a question for Jacob and, and and Gabby and Annika like if you could like if you could do one of the movie num one of the numbers in the musical any of the numbers in the musical like bombastically like done it like we're talking like not like a nice controlled I like how they did Benny's Dispatch but if you would like it to be bombastic go for it like how what would you have done and how would you have done it um, I feel like I should have given you time to think, but if you have an answer, like raise your hand. Like, I have an for answer it. for, for mm -hmm. this. And this is actually, it's going to be like kind of reverse of what you're asking for, because like I would give a scene. So they make Washington Heights look really beautiful in this film. And there are like really beautiful, there like are like parts of Washington Heights that I find to be really beautiful, but there are also some parts that are like, kind of run down or not so pretty. And I've seen like discourse about this from people who live in Washington Heights. They're like, yeah, that is, I see some parts of my community, but also like they were made to look nicer than some of the parts actually look. So like I would do a scene and I think, and like when I go to, to cities and urban areas, like I remember, I'll never forget. I went on a field trip to Washington Heights once because I was doing a play that took place in Washington Heights that wasn't in the Heights. And it was with a white director and she was like, did not, think the area was beautiful like it was covered in graffiti etc cetera, etc cetera. and i was like i don't know there's something really like no it's not pretty in the conventional sense but like you can tell people live here and they have their own culture and they have their own art and they have their own design and they're just thriving despite their circumstances and there's something really beautiful about that so like i would have had a scene that like wasn't bombastic or wasn't made to look more pretty but like very realistic of like a, an area of like how washington heights looks like so like you so like people like find joy and beautiful things and like exciting moments in places that don't look beautiful and exciting right so like i would have liked to have seen that in the film at least for like one song and maybe like ninety six thousand, where you're like you're going to a whole bunch of different people like what would you do if we actually had a lot of money and we aren't weren't all living in poverty like that's like a song about like poor people wishing they were rich but like it takes place in like this really beautiful colorful amazing pool sequence maybe like that I would just be like a sequence going around Washington Heights and just asking people like sitting in their you know holy ratty lawn chair in front of their house that's like <laughs> greasy bricks that have broken windows in them like I don't know <laughs> that's fair it's a hard it's a it's a hard question um yeah I I think that would be really interesting Gabby yeah I was gonna say if I could redo any song from the musical it'd probably be blackout because there's just so much he could do with that there's so much going on with that and I feel like it was kind of lost in the musical like they're going through a blackout after coming out of a club they're losing all their friends and stuff like I think you could get a lot more of the atmosphere of the city at night with the fireworks going on I think it could have been a lot more creative and dynamic than making it a bunch of like useless conversations and everyone just walking around together I think it's a lot more I don't know. I think it could have been a lot more almost scary, but also like realistic than what they showed. And I think that also could have been kind of like a big moment to showcase Washington Heights. So I agree with Jacob a lot that I feel like a, more of the neighborhood should have been showcased, like all parts of it, because while it's not conventionally pretty to one person, there's parts that are relatable and there's parts that you wish you could get from little nuances from like that. I, I mean, mine is a similar theme to everybody else. I think you can find that living you know, living in New York, you have to be the kind of person who ultimately can find beauty in the ugly things. Like, 
and and i think that that's honestly like if if you don't end up seeing the beauty in new york you can't stay here like it's it the thing that changes people is the people who are who can see the beauty in every part of new york city and the people who are like ugh, oh my god like today today uh i had a customer i obviously i work retail because <laughs> theater is viable um and i had a customer come in who was a white lady and she was like i'm buying my son this sweet treat um because we just saw a rat in chinatown and he's really upset and i was like you saw a rat in in this in the city in a city in chinatown in in soho where it is so densely packed like this is that's pro it's one of the more like 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 retail packed areas of the city and it's old a lot of Soho is very old and like no lead like that whole what did you expect like what girl it was a rat chill out it didn't bite you like you're fine and like yeah I think I think obviously I don't know that rats are I'm not gonna say that rats are beautiful sorry nutcracker but I can't get behind it but like yeah if you're if you're like afraid of every little grimy thing in this city you're not gonna last here not that i not that i have been born and raised in new york but it's something that i'm noticing as i've been living here and so yeah i honest i think my moment to showcase the neighborhood would have been carnaval i have always pictured that scene in a street and so i always thought it was on the street so i wanted it to be a parade i wanted them to parade down the street going carnaval getting people getting all the people from their apartments bringing their flags like coming even people just waving off the fire escapes like the piraguero did like just co everyone like congaing down the street fucking singing their hearts out and then that would make more sense with hey look here comes usnavi like he's coming around the corner from the other part of the, the like we're all as we're all like partying down the street here comes usnavi I think that I'm I was kind of sad that that moment was like in a back alley between apartments. I had always seen it in a street. So I think I would do carnaval like that if there was ever a high point because I agree like yeah, if we're going to ramp up the the craziness, the 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 surrealness of this, I would argue that if the if you want it if you want the high point to be the thesis of the movie, I would make it carnaval. And they made it in the movie. It's interesting that they it, technically it's supposed to be when you're home but they made it paciencia y fe paciencia y fe was the most like highlight point for me um in terms of like visuals and surrealness because we're going back in time and we're like like none of this has happened like we're not seeing cuba we're just seeing like dance cuba it was the most theatrical part so yeah i think carnaval i would redo um and i'd put them in the damn street and i would you know like i would do it like the beginning of the movie where everybody's in the street just big big old big old block party come on now yeah i did notice that there was not a lot of like use utilizing the streets like the streets like they like in you know when when you're home they were like in a park and then when they were in uh carnival they were in the back and then when they were doing breathe nina was just walking down the street like the sidewalk um there was not a lot of and then abuela was in the subways tunnels uh they were really not using the street which was weird because that's also what I, that's also what I envisioned, maybe because like Washington Heights, like the street actually feels so much wider um, than I thought they were. Like, I thought they were a lot closer together. Like, I thought it was like a closer neighborhood, almost like Philadelphia, like where like you could not fit too caught. Like if you do not park on the street, like you'll get hit. Uh, like, like you, because the, you, like, if you park on the street, you will make it a one way, like that kind of close together. But like, they're actually very like Washington Heights, the streets in Washington Heights are very far away. They're very wide, 
like especially in in Nina's uh when she's like waving to Kevin in the last part of that song I'm like wow he's far he's far like he's like he's like a whole like three four car lane away from her um that's very interesting to me I that almost seems like maybe they should have like done more into the neighborhood and less like on the major streets I I almost I kind of want to steal Jacob's idea with with the with the 96,000. I really like the balance in Nomadiga and I'm so sorry, Annika, but the, uh, um, but the Vanessa song, um, it won't be long now. I liked that. And I liked that she was rooted to the ground and everything else was flying around her because it felt like she couldn't jump and she couldn't get like a lift off. Cause like, that's the whole point is that she's not able to. But the whole point was that it was her fantasy that we zoomed out and it was in her head. So if it was going to be that we weren't going to zoom out of her fantasy, that I would have been fine with her not flying. Yeah. But we're in her I, head. This is her dream. Like, this is what she wants. She wants to fly. And then she's brought back through her eye, which was, like, I don't know. People had feelings about that shot. But like, if it's, yeah, if we're just, then we cut back to where she's not flying. I don't know. I, you know what? Yeah. Everybody has their own opinion. Everybody can, I, I, you are all valid. I just, for me that I don't know why that one got me yeah. like it did I, I mean like I think that the, the fabric itself is a beautiful shot but I don't know what it represents and I think that that is also maybe a problem um as well I mean the the question should you see it which is normally like the question that I ask at the end of captive audience because it is normally about a show that is like on on in Philly or New York and like it's like should you see it I think we're all at a yes uh, I don't think anybody's going to know, um, but I'm open to, to suggestions. I would say maybe, you know, we all say yes. And this is something we do on our podcast, too, is like, yes, but, but <laughs> like the opposite of improv, like, yes, and but we're doing yes, but <laughs> like, I think you can't you have to go see in the Heights. You have to go see in the Heights, like just go see in the Heights because we need to support no matter what, no matter what we think, we honestly need to be putting our economic money where our, our mouth is. And like, it's, it's, there is a grain of truth to the fact that like, if In the Heights doesn't do well, like, there's going to be a lot of people who are going to have a lot of fuel. Um, and people are already trying to make it like it's not doing well. They're already trying to like doctor the opening numbers and be like, oh, it's only made 13 million. Uh, let me be clear about something. La La Land made less than $1 million in its first opening weekend. Um, so you all can shut the fuck up. And that was before the pandemic. That's nice to <laughs> so, hear. That's nice yeah. to hear, though, because I I am, uh, I was, I saw those opening numbers and I DM Jacob and I'm like, no. like Yeah, we're in a pandemic, people. We're yeah, still in a pandemic. Yeah. I want them to release we're, those HBO Max numbers. Please release those HBO Max numbers. That's what I'm saying. Put out the HBO Max numbers. Put out in, in conjunction with the cinema numbers. Um, get your shit together about COVID, like make, just make people show vaccination. I don't know why we're trying to pretend like HIPAA matters in this situation. Just make people show proof of vaccination and you'll be fine. Anyway, the point is, yes, go see In the Heights um, and then have your feelings about it. Obviously, it's beautiful and wonderful. I fully sobbed in the theater when I went and saw it. I was actually like, I had to take off my mask, even though I wasn't supposed to. I had to like take off my mask because it was like running into my chin and like making me sticky. But then, like, also listen to your friends who might have critiques about it, like we just did in this podcast. Like, just listen to people who have different opinions and, like, 
you can agree to disagree and you can have different feelings about it. It doesn't take away from the artistry of this piece. Ultimately, this is a damn good movie. It's one of the best movie musicals that's been made post 2000, I would argue, besides like Chicago and this are like, I would probably say two of the best movie musicals. Chicago might still be better, but like two of the best movie musicals that I have seen by far. And it's not a contest. Those might be the only two good movie musicals to come since 2000. So go see it, go support it, and also be willing to have conversations about it, especially if you are not of an experience um, that would uh, predicate you towards uh, having problems with this movie. Yeah. So I guess we're gonna do a we're gonna do a yet either a yes and or a yes but. So yeah. So yes, see in the heights, especially just to support like Latin American culture, Latinx people. Um, it showcases the culture so beautifully. Like ask questions if you're not from this culture because little phrases like no me diga is like that phrase in general is so common in our culture and it's just so well done in that sense. But like Annika said, like be open to listening to what the criticism is for it. We can always do better. This isn't perfect. And just because we're celebrating our victories, we could still see where we have to do more work in. But yes, definitely worth the watch to form your own opinions, but to also learn about a culture if it's not from your own or to see yourself in a movie that in a musical that you haven't seen in a way before. I feel like this is the best way to showcase that or close to it. <laughs> I think I want to say a yes, but and on the opposite end of what every what you what you two have said so far is yes, but watch where your critique comes from, because the more video essays that I see uh, white people talking about the show, um, the more I want to uh, take all their followers um, away from them. Um, there's been a lot of there have been a lot of white people who like think that they know what they're talking about. You don't know what you're talking about. Um, there are like people who like criticize, like I think a lot of Abuela's changes, like there are good reasons that you should critique her and there are bad reasons. And if you, and there are a lot of bad reasons, like a lot of like people are being like, well, like I don't understand this or I don't understand that. And it's like a lot of that can be answered by the show don't tell. You know, she has been, she has uh, these symbols of like textile now that she, that Nina gets from her. And there are all of these really interesting small details in that and you have to understand culturally like why that's so important and also you know all of the things we want to generationally like all the things we want to tell and all the things you know there was a really powerful scene at the dinner at the dinner table I think when Abuela was like to Nina like tell Poppy thank you because I have encountered that not with my own relatives, but in activist spaces, I've seen a lot of Asian, older, older Asian people say that to me and say that to other, like, you know, like say thank you for this small, you know, you know, I well, it's in different contexts. In my context, it's always say thank you to this white man for like, you know, whatever. But like in, in Nina's own right, in that context, it's like say thank you because he he put his whole life on the line for you essentially. And, and you need to appreciate those gifts. And, and, and Nina's like, respectfully, no, thank you. Uh, like, <laughs> and so uh, I, and I think that it's always important to look who is critiquing the media and why you resonate so heavily with that critique. And maybe it's cause you're white. And so maybe you need to be listening to other people who are not white talk about this musical because there are a lot of criticisms coming right now from uh, people who are, um, 
Black or who are Afro-Latin, Afro-Latin, and you need to be listening to them and you need to not like white people do not have all of your answers. People like stop. It's really, it's really giving me a headache. Like I've already listened to like four things the white people have, you know, and they're all really big content creators. One of them has a million followers and I, he has a connection to musicals with cheese and I'm about to go off on him because he disrespected Diane Nguyen on BoJack. And I don't stand for that either. Um, and he needs to shut his mouth. Uh, I did not like about how he talked about in the Heights. I didn't like it. And I still might call him out. Jacob, you might see that. I, boy, I don't like it when people talk about things that they don't understand or are not willing to listen or like take criticism. And I just think that somebody needs to tell him, someone needs to tell him, uh, but, and then we'll see how he does with that. Anyway, that is my yes. That is my yes, but please watch where you get your critiques from. I like literally beg of you, please use, please use thought, <laughs> please. <laughs> um, but go ahead, Jacob. Yeah, so go see it and two things. So to my Latine community, I, I'm not going to tell um, my Afro-Latine and dark-skinned Afro-Latine people to go see it because like they can make their, their choice about that. But everyone else, you, you, you represented in this film, so go see it. And also, y'all went and saw The Conjuring 3, like the highest demographic of people that went to go see that movie was Latine people. Latine people love The Conjuring series, but I'm trying to figure out why it's specifically us that go really hard for that series. But y'all went out to see that. It did better than In the Heights. So like you, if you're, you're going back to the theaters, so like you need to go hop on over and get yourself a ticket to go see In the Heights. And then also I need white journalists to stop making this a moment for clickbait because there's so many white journalists talking about the box office for In the Heights and there's so much scrutiny on it that they don't do for regular white-centered content and white movies that don't have huge box office offices. Like I've seen so many articles of like lists. Here's all the reasons why In the Heights did not have a huge opening weekend box office written by white people. I'm just like, you would not do that for other shows that are about white people directed by white people about. So I just need y'all to calm down and like not use this as your moment to get clicks on your articles. Well, thank you all so much for being here. If anybody has anything to plug, um, I'm Kelly. Oh God. Kelly Lynn Hayes on Twitter and Kelly Lynn Hayes designs on Instagram um, and captive audience. We have a Twitter. We do have a Twitter. It's not used. Uh, so, and neither is the Facebook page. Mm, just keep checking us out on the, just like do the, do the subscribe, hit the subscribe button, and then you'll know when podcasts come out. But if anybody would like to plug anything, I'll do a popcorn again. We'll go to, um, Annika. I mean, on behalf of the Affirmative Reaction family, we've mentioned a lot, uh, Go check out Affirmative Reaction. It's on Spotify and not on Apple Podcasts because we can't get our shit together. I'm sorry, uh, but it's I on Spotify. Be, I maybe lied. <laughs> I don't really know what I did to get myself onto Apple Podcasts. Me and Ryan have had a short conversation about it and, and Keith um, as well, because Keith also has a podcast. Um, our friend Keith. Hi, Keith. Um, but yeah, I literally was, I must have lied. I don't know. I think it's something with the copyright that they were talking about. Like there was a copyright thing. You have to like put a copyright. And I'm like, I don't care if anybody steals this. Like, what are they going to do with it? <laughs> um, and so 
you know, and so Ryan hasn't told us why it's not on Apple Podcasts. Ryan has just been like, I can't do it. So anyway, (laughs) we're on Spotify and the El Centro, uh, El Centro Productions, which is the uh, production company that we work under, which is Ryan's production company. Shout out to people of color producers. Yeah. So you can check it out on Spotify or the El Centro website. Yeah. That's, that's what I have to plug. I don't have anything else. If you're in New York, uh, you can come get glasses from me or cupcakes any given day. Oh, I popcorn to Gabby. Uh, I don't really have anything to plug, but yeah, support you guys. <laughs> I mean, I usually just say like, if you're okay with people sharing, if you're okay my with Instagram. sharing your Instagram. Yeah. Okay. So my Instagram is Gabby Morales, uh, G-A-B-I for Gabby and then Morales with four S's at the end. And if you're looking for an interior designer. Yes, I'm your girl. <laughs> yeah, nothing to promote for me, but I'll share my Twitter. So it's at real in all caps, J-A-C-S-A-N-T-O-S. So at real Jake Santos. And or it might be easier just to type in the noise of social media and then you'll find my Twitter name. <laughs> so do that. Do that. Just so hard to find noise. you to DM you. It's so difficult. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm like, wait, why isn't I type in Jacob and nothing's coming up? Why is not? I know. I know. Um, But thank you all for being here. It was so wonderful to talk to all of you. This is kind of like the kickoff of the second season, even though I have five episodes uh, of podcasts in the backlog that I haven't touched in a year. It's just sitting there as recordings. um, And we'll see if any of them come out. Um, I have one on rent that I've kind of want to redo I also think it would be interesting to publish it and then have a round table maybe again but with people of color sorry Ross so we just uh we will have a rent episode next week I are you doing <laughs> are you doing not to put you never mind we are not mm. doing the movie and I am I'm afraid that I will not be able to do a round table on the movie because it would only be bad things so sorry oh I was no I was gonna ask for like are you doing it are you doing it on the are you doing it on the podcast are you doing it on we're doing rent the yeah affirmative reaction has yes it's our next episode that we just that's the one we filmed last night so i'm not i was like because i didn't get that podcast cover and i was like are they doing rent did you give me it's next week give me rents cover um but it's fine in the heights was an honor um it was i was i saw uh gabby you should you should listen to their podcast. They have a different artist um, do the covers. And the, the person last week, they did Music Man um, and they drew like a Wolverine comic book kind of throwback cover. And I took one look at that cover and my competitive juices just shot through the roof. That entire In the Heights cover got redone. I'm sorry. Yeah, I mean, check out uh, Affirmative Reaction, our Instagram. That's where we show our covers every week. Uh, we're affirm react underscore pod and all of those covers come from um, an artist an art company that we partner with called offroot art they are at offroot art on instagram um we're so we're making sure that we're paying we are paying everybody to do these covers for us they are all independent artists um so that's that's a plug for sure uh follow our podcast and follow offroot art because they do really good things yeah and um thank you everyone so much for being here i can't wait to every have everybody back and for capacities we're gonna do it Um, But thank you so much for being here, guys. It was great to see you. It was so nice to meet everyone. It's so good to see Gabby. It's been such a long time. When did we graduate? When did I graduate? I graduated three years ago, I think. Yes. Yeah. So long. (laughs) Thank you all for listening. All right. Thank you so much.